episode 63? 63. 63. Yeah, there's no significance to the number 63, so. I know. Audity files. oddity files the, the podcast. podcast i'm clayton abbott and i'm kitsy duncan and we welcome you to our creepy little cryptid little otherworldly storytelling podcast yeah we tell ghost stories ufo stories cryptid stories um we're starting to trickle into conspiracy stories huge fan i know it's hard huge not fan. to well and a lot of the stories we tell just kind of overlap each other yeah like my story last week was a little ufo a little conspiracy so mine the weekend before was lizards and right and murder so exactly. sometimes it's uh it's hard to stay on track but we do the best yeah we can. <laughs> and you, you you start researching these stories yeah. and then all this information opens up to you and you're like well what am i gonna put in and what am i not gonna i just want to entertain the masses um speaking of conspiracy theories i want to give a shout out to our not for the dinner table friends Yes. I was listening to, still have to finish the episode, their latest episode um, on the conspiracy theories surrounding Lady Diana's death. Mm-hmm. Holy shit, there's a lot I didn't know. And I just want to touch on a couple things that blew my mind that I didn't even know. When when it happened, I mean, you were probably just a baby when it happened. It's probably like 97. You're probably like yeah, four I was or little, five. Yeah. Um, but the thing was that it was the paparazzi chasing them and... And they were going 120 miles an hour through this tunnel. And Sophie and David brought up some facts to base after those things. It wasn't the paparazzi. They were not going 120 miles an hour. You know how they explained why? Because Mercedes was pissed because the um, the French police had said, well, when they crashed, the, the speedometer was stuck at 120 miles an hour. Oh. Mercedes came up and said, um, no, that's not how Mercedes works. So good for them. Um, but yeah, so they were going like 65 miles an hour. There's a whole, give it a listen, not for the dinner table. They're on all the major Podworks. Podworks? Podworks. Podworks. Podcast apps. And um, I totally miss Sophie and David, and I want to go to London. I know. haven't seen them in forever. It's like almost a year, I think. Uh, yeah, March. Oh, shit. I want to go back. Anyway, <laughs> anything interesting going on with you? Not that I... No. No. That sounds so boring, but no. It's good. <laughs> um, have you heard of the magic that is the Instant Pot? The Instant Pot? The Instant Pot. Instant oh, Pot. no. So it's this this thing that all the old people buy for their house. It, it's like a crock pot, but it's like a pressure cooker. Okay. And it's like the new... Rage and all sure, of yeah, the, yeah. you know, kitchen appliances. Well, Chris got one. Okay. And it's fabulous. I love it. But I, I cooked in it once. Uh-oh. We're having a family dinner with the kids over. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm going to make stew because yeah. it's cold out and it sounds amazing. And I found a recipe online. So I go and I buy all the stuff and I'm like, oh, it's the kids. Lots of people. I'm going to double the recipe. Because oh, no. in the thing, the lady said, oh, you should easily be able to fit double the recipe in an instant pot. Oh, so no. I'm like, right on. 
So I'm stuffing everything down in there because you just like put everything in there and it cooks and it's wonderful. And then I go to open it. It exploded everywhere. Oh my gosh. Yes. So the moral of this story is don't let me cook anything. I have three meals I can cook and cook well. It's Thanksgiving dinner. It's Christmas dinner. And I can make the hell out out of a lasagna. (laughs) Um, But Chris, he hasn't said he's revoked my rights to use the Instant Pot. But that guy has been cooking dinner every fucking night for like a week and a half. (laughs) Did Did you catch it on your ring cams? Or were they not, probably not recording no, at the I time? No, I don't have them on in the house uh, when we're home. But yeah, I was mortified. I mortified. Bet. Oh, but it, the stew was delicious. Um, but it was fucking everywhere. Because oh there's my. this little thing on the top that you need to open up and let the steam out. Yeah. Um, and when I did that, it was just bubbling <gasps> everywhere. So the Instant Pot is not magical for me. You should try it again with the just one recipe. Oh, it'll be amazing if I do that. Or did you still like, could you salvage it? Oh, yeah. Okay, No, cool. we, yes, aside from what spilled all over the right. counter. It was delicious. Um, <laughs> and so I couldn't even fit all of it in there. Like there were some potatoes and some onions and things that I just put in a steamer to cook yeah. while that was cooking. I should have done my homework. <laughs> Math is hard. I just doubled everything. If uh. I could do... You know, times two, easy peasy, but, you know, circumference and no fucking way. Um, So, yeah, big proponent of the Instant Pot (laughs) when my husband is using it and not myself. What made me think of that is I saw a Facebook ad today that was an apron that said Kitchen Witch. And I'm like, oh, I love that. But no, I shouldn't be allowed in the kitchen. That's so funny. Yeah. Guys, uh, make sure you're checking us out on Amazon Prime. We've got three full seasons. Season three is, we're so proud of it and so excited. We go to places like Octagon Hall, Bobby Mackey's, Waverly fucking Hills, and some other great places. I still loved the Mitchell Opera House. It is such a good episode. It was so good. The fact that it had never been investigated before. And just all the experiences that we had there. Oh, yeah. So much. I love locations like that when we go in kind of just like, well, this is going to be a dud. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And then it's just like, it's not at all. And I mean, like the feeling that I had sitting in the back, and I'm not going to like spoil anything so you guys have to go watch the episode, but sitting in the back of the theater, I still can't explain. No, you you said, this isn't spoiling anything, but you go, I just feel covered in something. Something. And I'm like... Well, get out of there. Yeah. <laughs> it was so good. And just the the interaction we had down in the dressing rooms was oh my gosh. so fun. So great. Gotta love those flashlight sessions. Uh. Um, yeah, so check us out. We also are on all the socials mm-hmm. at Oddity Files. We've got a Facebook page, just Oddity Files, and our Facebook fan group, yeah. which is super fun. We actually have recently started up a Patreon. So yes. um, a little bit about that. Oddity Files, we are complete independent production. We don't have any company no uh, behind backing. us. Yeah, <laughs> none at all. So it is just all us. Um, and the Patreon, it is for podcast production. It's also for future investigations yes. because, surprise, those aren't free. Um, the okay. travel, the travel is a big part of it as well. Mm-hmm. We're often driving hours 
to get to places. So the Patreon is kind of our way to ask our fans, if you're able, just go over there. We're going to have some exclusive material there. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, we just ask for your support so that we can keep putting out quality material. Yeah, absolutely. And we appreciate you again, Marjorie, for setting that up for us. Because like I said yeah. a couple weeks ago, I had no idea what I was doing. We talked about it for a long time. So goals, I think, for Patreon is to get over to London and investigate. Yeah, I agree. I think because we've got a couple places mm-hmm. that we know we can get into. I've yeah. been watching Travel Channel Surprise. And I saw some other places that accept investigations oh. over there. One of them is a haunted museum that I almost did a story on, but did not awesome. because there was drama. Yeah, that would be a dream to get over and investigate in London. So maybe we make that like our first Patreon goal is yeah. like our just getting us over there or something yeah, like that. Yeah, because we could like hit so many places. Oh my gosh, yeah. But uh, thank you to Doug McClock and Ryan Hoke. They are two of our biggest contributors. Yes. And we just want to say thank you guys. And if you guys go, if everyone else goes and looks on Patreon, you'll see that how the levels break down and kind of like what you get for each level. So um, those two guys especially, thank you for helping us get started. Yep. And you can go to patreon.com slash oddityfiles or just go to oddityfiles.com and click on support and it'll take you right to that page. I do have some paranormal in the news that was submitted in our Facebook fan group by Susan Layton who is amazing and not to keep plugging the get scared podcast, but she's got a couple <laughs> stories fine. on there and the girl can write. Ooh. She's actually really good. So kind of going with your story last week of the UFOs and this, that, and the other, um, she sent in this article from the ibtimes.com and it says UFO expert thinks Navy UFO sightings are just humans from the future. Wow. Plot twist. Food for thought. So uh, following the revelations of U.S. Navy pilots regarding their encounters with UFOs, an expert on the subject said that these beings may not be extraterrestrial at all. He suggested that the UFO pilots saw what the UFO pilots saw may actually be humans from a different timeline or dimension. So earlier this week, the New York Times reported on the actual encounters of a Navy jet fighter pilots with unidentified aircrafts. When was this posted? So this article is from 53019. So when all that went down last year, according to them, the flying objects exhibited characteristics that defy the engineering design of traditional and conventional aircrafts. John Ventra, the former state director for the Pennsylvania Mutual UFO Network, offered his insights regarding the matter in an attempt to explain what the pilots actually saw. So here's what he said. Just because it flies doesn't mean it's from outer space, Ventra said during the interview. I think most of these originate from right here on Earth. Venture speculated that the flying objects encountered by the Navy pilots were advanced military aircrafts that came from the future. He added that these aircrafts could have been piloted by humans who ended up on the current timeline through interdimensional travel, a topic that was widely tackled by director Christopher Nolan's 2014 science fiction film, Interstellar. Mm -hmm. Did you see that? Oh, yes. Was it good? Yeah. Christopher Nolan's my favorite director. Oh, okay. I have an Interstellar print hanging in my living room. That's why I've heard of it. Okay. Um, but what he goes on to say is I what I think we're dealing with is maybe interdimensional. It could be us from the future. It could be something coming through a dimension. 
So there you go, kids. Food for fucking That's thought. That's crazy. Thanks, Susan, for posting that in the group. We appreciate it. You know, I never, never, never thought of it that way. But then it's like, that. why are they always like running from us or like, unless they have some like time travel rule book where they're not allowed to communicate with people. Have you seen Doctor Who? You're right. not supposed to intertwine and stuff and things. Speaking <laughs> of Doctor Who, did you see the latest? So I've never seen the show. Just. But we have a mutual friend Slide who's up. from the show. Yeah. Did you, I'm sure you, did you see any of that? And Yes. Yes. Yeah. Little bits and pieces. I guess he said he was going to renovate his home <clears throat> over there, but actually he was filming for new episodes of yes. Doctor Who. So. Yeah. But it was a huge surprise. Right. It was a huge surprise to everyone. And when I was over there working with them, they actually, our driver, like, kind of let it slip. Oh, shit. But, Thank God you're not a Whovian. Well, exactly. And. <laughs> I literally wouldn't have thought anything of it because yeah. we were in, uh, I don't remember where we were. We were driving through somewhere and we passed this building and the driver was like, oh, that's where that's where you all filmed. That's where I drove you guys to film. Blah, 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 blah. Oh. And then like everyone got really quiet. And again, like if that's all that was said, I wouldn't have yeah. blinked an eye. Exactly. You didn't even have any clue what they no. were talking about. But then, uh, so then they told me, they're like, you cannot say this. Blah, blah, blah. Um <laughs> But, but now it it's really out, funny. so you yeah. can finally say it. And it, it was cool because, I mean, I just watched the scene, and it was kind of cool. I can see how, like, huge fans of the show would be like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Because I do know that that character is pretty beloved. Oh, he's absolutely one of – I'll never forget the first time I saw him on screen. I'm like, who's that fucking guy? <laughs> he's hot because he was shirtless and everything. Of course. And then now he's just John, you know. Yeah, but um. But he looks great with his silver hair. Can I just point that out? Yeah. Oh, I agree. I love it so much. And I guess he wore the silver hair in the episode. I think I heard somewhere. I haven't watched in years, but John may get me to watch a a recent episode. I know. We're trying to get him on the show. I've asked him a hundred times, so we're not going to stop asking. (laughs) Not at all. Um, Speaking of that, I got to get a hold of Ross. So I had a couple things I was going to bring up. I think I covered them. It's though. February. Thank God. I'm in Disney. You are in Disney right now. Technically. <laughs> no, I just got back from Disney, actually. Uh, yeah. So late Thursday night. I leave um, tomorrow. <laughs> yes, you do. But I'm <clears throat> so excited to go to Disney. Um, if you guys don't know, sometimes because our, our regular jobs and our lives are far from regular, so we're often traveling for long times or we often have like back-to-back travel. So sometimes we do have to record like back-to-back episodes and this is one of those times so it is (laughs) so please bear with us if something sounds like you know we just talked about it 20 minutes ago we really did it we actually did yeah (laughs) so we're going to disney to see all the new star wars stuff and i can't fucking so when you get um when you land in the orlando airport you know how then you have to get on those like little the train train things so in all the windows though disney has done like these awesome star wars graphics that are like Obviously, you can still see through them. Yeah. But they're like lined in what looks like a building from there. And then it says like Galaxy's Edge. And then because you can see through the window when there's not a train there, it looks like you're looking into the building and there's like a stormtrooper standing there. Oh. Or it's so cool. I, like I love when they do that shit. I know. And that's at the airport. Like Oh, I know. They're just – it's like getting to Vegas. Orlando is the new Vegas. Right. Exactly. <laughs> 
Um, I guess we should probably get going on some storytelling. Do we cover everything we're supposed to? I think so. Um, I do want to ask you guys, I'm actually going to push this pretty hard because we're running low on listener stories. So if you have anything that happened to you, happened to your grandma, happened to your ex girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, or even just like your local urban legend that's interesting as fuck. Send it in. Um, We love to read your stories. We're probably due for an autosode and we don't have enough stories for one. Yeah. So we need your help on that. Go ahead and send that into oddityfilescrew at gmail.com and we'll get it read on the show for you. So I guess. So I'm doing because last week I did a story a UFO story that involved a dog dying. Mm. And I was like, why don't we ever hear of dog ghosts? Oh. So I started looking up dog ghosts. We've had requests for spirit animals. Yeah. So it's not one of those stories that it's like, here's Spot and a huge story. It's one of those that's like multiple accounts of different dog ghosts. Perfect. I love that. So not all of them are scary, which I also like... So, the first one is in Nashville's Belmont Hillsboro neighborhood. Okay. A good-hearted boxer keeps vigil over young trick-or-treaters every Halloween. Aww. According to Ghost Dogs of the South, Preston, the dog, accompanied some trick-or-treaters when he saw a boy trying to pick up candy that he dropped in the road. Preston saved... And this is a true story. Okay. Preston saved the boy by knocking him out of the path of the car, but Preston was hit. Now, every Halloween for the last 50 years, children have reported seeing this dog and being bumped into on the sidewalk um, while trick-or-treating. Oh, I love it so much. I know. So the second one, it's a blue ghost dog of Port Tobacco, which is in Maryland. Okay. It's said to actually be the oldest ghost story in America. The story dates back to the 1700s. Like, that's when it was, like, documented. Okay. So the story says that Charles Howard Sims was attacked by a man after a night of drinking and bragging about the amount of gold that he had. Yeah. Oh, how times. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> Sims went down swinging and with him, his dog. Aww. Believed to be a blue tick hound, the two fell on a rock alongside the road. His dog fighting to save his master. The robbers buried the gold, and when they returned to get it, they were attacked by a large blue tick hound. To this day, people say that the hound watches over his master's gold. A restaurant and bar takes its name from the blue dog. I love it. Yeah. So, um, this one's in Los Angeles. The Los Angeles Pet Cemetery is a 10-acre memorial park in Calabasas, California. It's huge. It's home to the famous and not-so-famous deceased pets of California. Among the animals there, Tawny, the actual MGM lion. Okay. One of the Petey's from the Little Rascals movies. Oh. Hopalong Cassidy's horse, Topper. Oh, no wonder they need so much room in that. Right. <laughs> and Kabar, Rudolph Valentino's dog. Okay. So Kabar was Valentino's Great Dane. It said that when Valentino died in 1926 in New York... Kabar suddenly let out a horrible howl, even though he was 3,000 miles away in L.A. at the time. Oh, my God. Kabar died in 1929, so three years later, and was laid to rest in that cemetery. Since then, visitors to the pet cemetery report hearing barking and panting specifically near Kabar's grave. Oh. 
Some say they've even felt like they got licked on the hand. Aww. So the next one is in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. Gettysburg is allegedly one of the most haunted places in America. We know this. The city is the site of the bloodiest campaign of the American Civil War. Thousands of people died, and so did at least one dog. Hopefully only one dog. (laughs) So General William Barksdale, and I can't make that up. No. It's actually Barksdale. Was wounded while, while leading a charge and brought to the Hummelbow house. He died at the house, and some say his voice can still be heard in the house. Another story says that Barksdale's wife traveled to Gettysburg to bring back her husband's body, and she brought his hunting dog with her. When the dog was taken to his master's grave, he laid on the grave and started to howl. Even after Barksdale's body was exhumed, the dog could not be moved from that spot, even for food. He died there. Some people say the dog still lingers on the grounds of the Hummelbow house, and on the anniversary of Barksdale's death, he howls in mourning. I wonder if, like, Barksdale's spirit was left there when they took the body, and right? that's why the dog stayed. But he died. That's... Oh. Oh. So the next one is in New Orleans. There's a house there that's been standing in New- the New Orleans French Quarter since 1826 and has more than a few ghosts, but it's New Orleans. No big deal. Everything's fucking haunted. But two fluffy spirits. Yay. Lucky was the dog of author Francis Parkinson Keyes. A Cocker Spaniel, Lucky died a few years after the master died in 1970. But Lucky still appears in the house, particularly in the room Keys kept at the home. Some would tell you Lucky's not alone, though. Other animal ghosts may be in the home as well, including a white cat that has been seen darting through the house. The cat named Caroline, by the house's caretaker, will apparently rub against people's legs as well. Aww. And there's no mistaking that feeling. Right. Yeah. In Holly, Michigan, the Holly Hotel has numerous ghosts. One of them appears to be Leona, a terrier belonging to the Hearse who first owned the hotel. Okay. Hearse is the family's name. Okay. First, I was picturing a car. (laughs) (laughs) The dog can be heard running through the halls and brushing up against people as well. The hotel is now a restaurant. Maybe we should see where that is. Absolutely. Um, Now we're going to go to Oregon. In Veronia, Oregon, there's a story from the 19th century about a horse thief who met his end along the banks of the Nahalem River at the hands of a lynch mob. Apparently, the mob was so angry at the thief that they shot his dog as well. Those fuckers! I know. Campers at the now Scaponi Park have seen the thief and his dog wandering along the river. Oh, they lived happily ever after. (laughs) I mean, he's a thief. He sucks, but... But now he's a ghost thief. Yes. And he still has his dog. Yes. Dogs will love you no matter how terrible you are. <laughs> now in Charleston, South Carolina, another city that seems to have a lot of yes. haunted activity. Pugan lived in a large Victorian house in I Charleston. I love that name. He loved to sit on the porch of the house. When the house was turned into a restaurant in 1976, Pugan stayed at the house and greeted diners. He died in 1979 and was buried next to the porch. Okay. But to this day, employees say that they still see him napping in that same spot on the Aww. porch. And some diners actually report feeling a dog like brush against their legs while they're eating yeah. as if be- begging for table scraps. The restaurant's name is Pugan's Porch. I love that name. That's really good. So now going to Chicago, 
Graceland Cemetery is one of the older cemeteries in Chicago. In the cemetery is a vault belonging to Ludwig Wolf. He was a German. That's a name. Right. That's a fu- that's a fucking name. With two Fs. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> he was a German immigrant and coppersmith, and his unique vault is said to be haunted. One of the ghosts is a green-eyed dog that howls near the vault. Mm-hmm. No one is certain whether this is Wolf's dog or the spirit of some other canine that just happens to be there. But mm-hmm. another dog name to to match. So. Why have we never investigated, like, a, a, what are they called? A mausoleum. I don't know. I mean, are they generally haunted? I totally just I don't know, hijacked I guess. your story. Oh, no, you're good. It was just kind of a random thought yeah. I had. That would be kind of cool. That would be really cool. That was that was the last one. Because um, there are just a ton more like that, just like little yeah, inserts of I love that. Um, reports. No, like, in-depth stories, but. Um, my oldest son, Zach, and his wife got a uh, new dog. Yes, they did. Her name is Bo, <laughs> after Bo Peep, because my grandson is all about Toy Story. the Toy Story. She's a half husky, half uh, golden retriever mix. So fucking fluffy, so I could cute. die. Yes. And um, she has one blue eye and one brown eye. So her name is Bo, but I'm going to call her Bowie, like David Bowie. Uh, had one. Yeah. Look at the good. Ah, I can't wait. I saw her very briefly after we went and saw Frozen. Oh, I'm going to sidetrack this for a second. So I You're went good. and saw Frozen 2. Yeah. It's got all the witchy vibes. Does it? All the Ooh. witchy vibes. I didn't want to go because I saw the trailer and it just seemed dark. And I love, you know, Ditsy Anna. Yeah. No, Ditsy. Yeah. Anna. Yeah. And then Elsa, you know, in her drama. Yeah. Elsa fucking rocked it in this one. And really? Anna was adorable. I'm going to need to see it. Um, But yeah, it's it's all about earth, wind, and fire and, and all the this stuff witchy like and it's it's kind of fucking awesome but they also had a trailer for a new disney animation coming out called soul it's all fucking ghosts yes have you seen that yes i have because who's the um yes i have okay i don't remember who was in it i don't even know if i saw the entire um trailer because the grandson was there with us i was worried about feeding him peanut m&ms that's the only person i'll share my (laughs) peanut m&ms with is Abraham. Keeping on with the the movie sidetrack, I actually finally saw Knives Out. Finally, so good. Really enjoyed it. Can we talk about that fucking house? The house, dude. I know. When I see Chris, the first thing I'm going to ask <laughs> him is how haunted was that fuck? Because I had to check and make sure they filmed on location yeah. somewhere. Where is that? It was in Massachusetts. Oh, it was. Yeah, yeah. Huh. So, yeah. So, I hope he has a ghost story about it. I'm That'd not be cool. Lie. Yeah. But yes, the movie was really well done. Yep. It was a little bit of a slow burn, but when it came down to it. That's exactly what I said because James yeah. saw it um, a little while ago. And um, so I told him that I was seeing it. And afterwards, he asked me, and I was like, the beginning was slow. And I yeah. was like, oh gosh. But once shit but started once going it, down, I you're know. Like, <gasps> and I live for, for the old lady. Oh, I my live God. for her. <laughs> Yeah, so, so good. Anyways. <laughs> I, I did decide that I want to write my my uh, mystery novel so I can have a fucking house like that. And Chris Evans in his sweaters. I'm just saying. Damn. Anyway, so I digress. I may cut that out. Um, 
So my story today is English folklore. Ooh. Yeah. Um, Again, it was on a random list I had been keeping of things to look into. I I wasn't sure if you had done this one or not. I think I reached out to you about it. Um, But this is the legend of the Black Annis Boogie Woman of Leicester. It's spelled Leicester. Right. But I actually saw a YouTube video that told me it's spelled Lester. So it's, I mean, pronounced Lester. So it's spelled Lester on this entire fucking story. <laughs> and the story goes a little something like this. She goes by several names, Black Annis, Black Agnes, Black Anna, and even Cat Anna, which I didn't d- dive into Cat Anna in this story, but apparently she was a big black cat, which going back to your story right. several weeks ago about the big cats of the UK. Yes. Maybe Who's it's to say? Cat Anna. Anywho, I'm just saying, if I were a boogie woman and people couldn't figure out my exact name, I'd be shitty too. I mean, this woman really has it going on. Since the 18th century, she's said to venture out at night looking for unsuspecting children and lambs to eat. Oh my gosh. Terrifying. (laughs) Then tanning their skins and hanging them on a tree before wearing them as clothing. So her fashion sense is quite unique. Legend has it she used her iron claws to dig her cave out of the side of a sandstone cliff. Ooh. So making herself a home there, which is known as Black Annis Bower Clothes. So, I mean, the bitch gets shit done. I'm sure the decor was full of child skulls and lamb wool rugs. So, okay, she's definitely a go-getter. Some traditions stated that when she ground her teeth, that people could hear her giving them time to bolt the doors and keep away from the windows. So she knew she had a problem and she was trying to save these yeah. people. You know, she knew she couldn't stop herself. Good for her. Good on you. Um, so she's fashion conscious, an architect um, who's well aware of her downfalls. What could go wrong here? Hmm. Kidding aside, it's a fucking creepy tale. <laughs> Reported stories tell of a bloodthirsty creature who waits in the woods to pounce on unsuspecting children. Once back at her cave, she would drink their blood, oh. eat their flesh, and hang their skins to dry on tree branches of the oak tree outside of the entrance to her cave. So she was described as taller than the tallest man. Her skin was blue, her eyes blazing red. Her teeth were jagged and made of metal and add in those horrifying claws of hers. And this is the shit of nightmares. (laughs) It's understood that Black Annis used her cave to hide from the sun, which is believed could turn her into stone. She used the cover of darkness to perform her slaughters, hence the bluish coloring. Bitch didn't get any sun. It's said that cottages in Leicester were built with small windows so that Black Annis could only get a single arm inside. I did the reaching <laughs> thing. Um, when she howled, she could be heard up to five miles away. And then cottagers would fasten skins across their window and place protective herbs above it to keep themselves safe. So if you believe this is just lore, you're probably of the thinking that she would hide in the tops of trees and would capture children who wandered out alone at night by themselves. Many believe she was told as a precautionary tale in an effort to use the image of a horde witch to prevent children from behaving poorly. Okay. I mean, everybody has those stories. We have the don't take candy from strangers. 
huge difference there. But anyway, many generations of Lester's young, if either naughty or out after dark, were told, watch out for Annis will get you. Oh. Yeah. Others think that Black Annis has earlier predecessors of ancient Celtic mythology, which had become bastardized and vilified over the centuries. So they thought she was a Celtic goddess, I guess, and that, you know, over the Chinese telephone over the years, yes, she turned it into just... this terrible, horrifying witch. You know, witches were terrifying as a child. I mean, I they were all kind of pictured like this without, you know, that wrought iron nails. And I know some pretty gorgeous witches. <laughs> I'm just going to put that out there. Some people believe that the tale of Black Annis originates from Agnes Scott, a Dominican nun who wore a black habit and ran a colony to help the sick and homeless. So there's nobody really knows where the story came from. Yeah. But following her death, Agnes Scott, in 1455, her legend took a sinister turn to deter children from misbehaving. So they think that it was just this one lady who just got saddled with sure. this t- terrible tale. Another proposed origin of the myth is a pagan goddess who commanded the entire world obey her. Okay, girl. Fair enough. She would sacrifice others if her demands were not met by seeking revenge through any means. A further rumor is derived from a witch who accurately predicted Richard III's death. Whoa. I had a whole Game of Thrones vision going through my head when I read that part. But Black Annis is still believed to haunt the area of the Church of St. Mary de Castro in Leicester Castle. Because apparently a long time ago, in the ancient times of this wicked witch, there was a secret tunnel from her cave to Leicester Castle. Hmm. In 1821, the Great Hall of the former castle was converted into courtrooms and used up until 1992. It was here where the trial took place of the famous... Lester Green Bicycle Murder. So that's just a little history of where she allegedly haunts, but I really wanted to look into this Green Bicycle Murder because yeah. I've never heard of that. Today, it's home to the Lester Castle, Lester Castle Business Castle. Maybe it's, oh, I don't, I can't imagine I type that right <laughs> at all. Part of De Montfort University. Okay. But today it's said that the boogie woman is said to haunt beneath the castle. So she's left her cave and yeah. her woods and everything else, and now she's haunting the castle. So wait, how did we go from evil to haunting ghost? Well, in 1941, this tale came to light. Three children were sent out by their wicked stepmother. Naturally. Mary, of course. <laughs> to collect firewood. As night descended, they feared to see Black Annis, who only came out after dark, for it was said daylight would turn her into stone. They heard a snuffing and through a hole in their witch stone saw Black Annis. Unable to escape whilst carrying the faggots, which I'm assuming means firewood and it's not derogatory (laughs) in any way, shape or form, they dropped them and ran. Annis bloodied their legs on the bundles and mumbling and cursing to herself, went to her bower to rub her legs with salve. Then she came back for the children and caught up with them at their cottage door. Their dad came out with an axe and hit Annis full in the face. Oh. So here's how she dies. She began to run for her cave, shouting, blood, blood. But just then, 
the Christmas bells began to peal and she fell down dead. Oh, no. Yeah. Every time a bell rings, a witch dies dead. (laughs) Anyway, and apparently the whole damn town of Leicester is haunted. Believe it or not. It's like the New Orleans of the UK. Um, From the ghost caught on security footage at Belgrave Hall in 1999 to Gracie Dew Priory, I know I pronounced that wrong, I apologize, near Thringstone is rumored to be haunted by the famous White Lady, a female figure with no facial features. Bradgate Part has the spirit of the Lady Jane Grey. She said to haunt the ruins at Bradgate Park, particularly in a carriage pulled by horses between the old church and the ruins of her home. Hmm. So it's a ghost carriage and horse and lady? Sweet. Other ghostly carriages have been seen in the area by a milkman on his early rounds. Uh, The vehicle was seen to go across Cropton Road straight into the reservoir, yet no splash was heard. Talbot's Inn claims several dark figures have been seen drifting around in the inn's gardens. Inside the actual pub, many a ghostly presence has been witnessed, including the apparitions of a young boy and a woman brushing her hair, chilly spots, and pool balls knocking together, apparently all on their own. So there you have it, kids. The story of Black Annis. We still don't know if she's fact or fiction, but we do know she's fucking terrifying. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And the awesome sites where I got my information is whitedragon.org.uk. Of course. Okay, White Dragon. I know. <laughs> fucking fancy. Of course, Wikipedia, bbc.co.uk, 100witches.tumblr.com, paranormalhauntings.blog, hauntedheritage.co.uk, and the YouTube. Of course. That was good. Interesting. I'd never heard of that. Oh, thank God. Um, <laughs> I hadn't either. I don't even know where it came from. I think some ghost is typing shit in my notes saying, hey, you should look into this. No, that was really, really good. Thank and you. I mean, yeah, I don't know why you'd think something like that I would have heard it before, you know? So I definitely want to check out Lester, not Leicester, which I always yes. thought it said on the tube things. It's like Lester Square. Yes. 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 Um, so, yeah, I'm glad you liked it. Uh, I think we have a listener story. Yes. Can you give that a read? We do. This one is from Devin. It says, y'all, I have a listener in the show, and I freaked out when I heard my story on the Podiversary episode about my brother and sister-in-law's wedding night. Oh. Yeah. Yes. Culbertson. So, here's another one. Three years ago, I moved to Chicago for grad school. There, I met an awesomely outgoing second-year student in my program, and we bonded instantly. Fast forward to spring break 2017, I invited my friend to my parents' house in Louisville, Kentucky, because she wanted to visit my hometown. Cool. Everything was normal. We did touristy shit around town. She met my friends. We got matching tattoos, all those shenanigans and things. Love it. Anyways, she walked into the house, and I showed her where she would be staying, which was the room across the hall from mine. Quick background, there's not a lot of furniture in the room. There's a bed, an entertainment center, a curio and a chair facing the bed. Okay. As I was showing her upstairs, she walked past a photo of my grandparents that was in the living room and said that I looked like my grandmother, to which I responded, I know, I get that all the time. Aww. And then we went to bed. The next morning, she walks into my room and says, hey, who's the lady in the red? 
I looked at her and said, what are you talking about? What lady? Yeah. She says, the woman from the picture downstairs, she was sitting in the chair watching me for a while, and then she was gone. Oh, get out. Goosebumps. No fucking way. Goosebumps. Needless to say, I stared at her for five minutes because (laughs) she was saying that she had seen my grandmother in her room last night. My grandmother passed away three years prior. Being myself, I didn't believe her, and we agreed not to tell my dad, who would flip shit because he doesn't mess with ghosts. But I wasn't sure how he'd feel about his mom's ghost appearing to a total stranger. Yeah, yeah. However, if it was her, why hasn't she ever appeared to anyone else? I am a skeptic, but this threw me through a fucking loop, and no one has ever seen my grandmother again. Really? Super weird, but interesting story that I figured you guys would like. Devin. I did like it, Devin. Thank you so much. I love her fucking stories. Absolutely incredible. Yeah, so I wonder why Grandma just showed... Maybe Grandma's just keeping an eye on her, making sure she's, you know, minding her... Staying in line, yeah. Exactly. That's crazy. I love that. But yeah, maybe she's in... Go ahead. Red. Yes. Not white. Or blue. Or black. Or green. (laughs) Red. So she's a fucking fancy ghost. Right. <laughs> Grandma's a fucking fancy ghost. That is the title of this uh, episode. Oh, thank you so much for sending that in. I really love these stories. Yes, I really do too. And and like Kitsy said, you guys can send those to oddityfilescrew at gmail.com. It doesn't have to be a ghost story. It can be um, a cryptid story, a UFO story, just something weird that you can't explain just send it on over and we'll see yes i would love that also don't forget to check us out we're coming up on our first live podcast at the end of this month february 28th in richmond virginia at galaxy con it's at 8 15 in room e23a yeah and is this our first east coast podcast maybe i think i think it is yeah yeah absolutely so we're super excited about that and i know a lot of People have been going, when are you coming to the East Coast? I know it's, you know, it's a long fucking coast, but (laughs) hopefully you guys can make it out. Um, We'd love to see you there. And if you do come out, bring your stories because we'd love to have a listener tell their story um, while we're recording the podcast. Am I forgetting anything? I don't think so. I think we just... I mean, we're at where we're normally at, too. I guess 45 minutes. Sweet. Well, in that fucking case, weird is a new cool. (laughs) Goodbye. Ghost on. Oddity Files is an independent production. Intro music created by DJ Jimmy. Wah, wah. 2020 artwork created by me, Kitsy Duncan. The opinions expressed in this podcast are ours and ours alone. Well, maybe yours too. If you like the show and would like to support us, visit oddityfiles.com and click on support or go to patreon.com slash oddity files. Every little bit helps with both the podcast and the TV show. You can also support us by watching oddity files on Amazon prime. It's free to prime members and dirt cheap to those who aren't. You can find us on all the social media sites at oddity files. Keep spreading the word by sharing, retweeting and reposting. Join our Oddity Files Facebook group by searching Oddity Files Fan Group and click join. We'll approve you as soon as we can. All weirdos are welcome. Not into that social media stuff? Tell your coworkers, family, even the weird guy who just won't stop talking to you in line for coffee. Oh, and grandma, your grandma, 
will love us. We appreciate each and every one of you. And if it weren't for you, we have no idea what we would do with our lives. If you have a story you'd like to submit, send it on in at oddityfilescrew at gmail.com. Also, send in story ideas, silly, weird memes, or just positive vibes to oddityfilescrew at gmail.com. You can also call in and leave that in a voicemail. Call us at 317-300-6699. To contact us about an appearance, reach out at kitsy at oddityfiles.com. When you have a set, rate, review, and subscribe. We know it doesn't sound like much, but it really helps us get up there on the podcasting charts. And remember, kids, weird is the new cool. Ghost on. Um, why are you still here? Go on. Get out of here. Turn it off. It's done. Really? I swear. Go. Get. Serious. I'm out of here.